Welcome to the DaVinci Hour podcast, presented by DaVinci Academy. I'm your host, Dr. Maxwell Cooper. This episode is a part of our DaVinci Innovators series, which feature physicians, inventors, and entrepreneurs working on innovative medical technology. Our guests for these episodes discuss developing new medical technology, building med tech companies, and advice for anyone going through the process of medical innovation. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the DaVinci Hour podcast. I'm Maxwell Cooper with DaVinci Academy, and I'm joined this week by a very special guest, Mark Cuban, who, as many of you know, is a serial entrepreneur, the owner of the Dallas Mavericks, uh, a shark on Shark Tank, and then the recent co-founder of Mark Cuban Cost Plus Drugs, which I'm very excited to talk to him about. So, Mark, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, Dr. Cooper. Sure, sure. So, you know, I'll just kick it off. There's a stat out there that one in 10 Americans um, skip their medications or skip doses of their medications to save money because of the sky high cost of prescription drugs. So I'm curious, what is cost plus drugs and what is kind of your overall mission to help tackle that public health issue? Well, for the very reason you mentioned, it's insane that in this country, people have to choose between food and shelter and other expenses versus their medications. And so um, I got a cold email from Dr. Alex Oshmyansky, who's also a radiologist, and um, he had been working on this for a few years in Denver, and we started exchanging some ideas. And I was like, look, we, you know, we can't work on this just like other attempts to lower the cost of drugs. We've got to take this in a whole different direction. And it was interesting because this was close to four years ago, and there had been some, um, for whatever reason, Martin Shkreli, the farmer bro, popped up in the headlines again. And I was like, look, if this dude can raise prices 7,500%, there's no reason why we can't cut prices as well, because it just tells you, you know, particularly for generics, there's not any price controls one way or the other. And when you start looking at it, obviously, as you guys know, and your audience knows, um, the industry has obfuscated everything. So it's almost impossible to determine why a drug costs what it does. And so we decided that by adding some transparency and working on a cost plus basis, it'll simplify things enough so that we, it makes it easy for patients and doctors and all stakeholders, insurance companies, hospitals, et cetera, clinics to understand what we're doing and why our pricing is the way it is. So we decided to, to create the Mark Cuban Cost Plus Drug Company um, with the operative words being cost plus. And basically we thought, okay, at 15%, if we can be really, really meet, lean and mean, we can make this business work. And maybe not make a lot of money, but be self-sustaining so we're not dependent on anybody else and be fungible so we can be agile and adapt. So we created the Mark Cuban Cost Plus Drugs Company going on, you know, almost four years now um, with the orientation being that we will be radically transparent. We will show our actual costs. We will mark it up 15%. And then because we're working with um, a third party for our pharmacy fulfillment, we'll charge, in this case, TruePill, we'll charge um, their, their fee, their fee f fulfillment fee actually, plus shipping because it's mail order. And that's it and everybody will be able to see it everybody will be able to understand it and after three years of getting all the licenses and registrations and everything else that's required to sell drugs by mail um, or even you know market them by mail we um launched cost mark cuban cost plus drugs on january 19th 2022 you know almost five months to the day and it's just been insane how it's taken off 
Yeah, that's a that's amazing. I commend you and your colleagues for starting this really transformative company. Uh, I think I've noticed in your site you have now a couple hundred drugs on there. Is that and and growing yeah. is what it seems. Yeah, we're at about 800 drugs and growing. We hope to be, you know, well past a thousand by year end, including brand name drugs. Um, and you know, we're adding not only new drugs but um, also you know new um, formulations. I guess you know. And so that we can keep on expanding our inventory. So we meet the needs of more and more patients. Gotcha. So my understanding is, you know, there's between when the drug is produced to when it gets to the patient, you obviously have the manufacturers like Pfizer, Merck, you have the pharmacies like CVS, Walgreens and such. Then you have these, you know, pharmacy benefit managers and the insurance companies. I guess, where do you guys fit into all that whole mix? We're outside of all that, completely outside of it. You know, the only place we connect, if you will, is directly to manufacturers and distributors and wholesalers. And so where, you know, where we can work directly with a manufacturer, whether they're a generics manufacturer, um, as long as they're all FDA approved, obviously, um, um, whether it's generics or brand name manufacturers, we try to work directly. And where we work through a distributor for whatever reason or a wholesaler, we just make sure that our pricing can be lower than what anybody else offers. Gotcha. So you go essentially straight to the source in the yeah. most simplest form. And then I'm, I noticed you don't take insurance. I guess maybe could you elaborate a little bit on why, why that sure. is? Because once you, so there, there's actually two reasons. One is the technical side of it, right? Because it, it adds complexity to our front end software that ingests prescriptions, if you will, at, um, on the website. So that's one thing. So we wanted to get launched. And so we're working on software that are interface interface to insurance companies and two, um, in order to really sell to insurance companies and act as a PBM effectively um, and maintain the pricing that we have, we have to have a larger formulary. You know, you can't just have you can't launch with 110 drugs because, you know, the incumbents that are working with insurance companies are. Um, aren't going to be really happy at what we're doing. So we had to work around them initially. And, and once we build up our, our formulary to be able to um, have enough of an impact on insurance, insurance companies, we will work with insurance companies. And we're already on the road to that, presuming we can get all the do- I's dotted and T's crossed. Gotcha. So I'm curious from the provider and the patient end. So say I see a patient in my clinic, I write them a prescription for their medication. If they want to go to your website versus going, how does that work versus going if they go to their local pharmacy and fill it? Same way. You use your um, um, your EMR and you just put it in there. Is that right? The EMR? I always get my acronym. Yeah. Yeah. The um, E-scripts. Yeah. Yeah. E-scripts. Yeah. So you put it in the, you put in Mark, you put in my name, right? And then it pops up and, you know, then they take the script and you can send it right Um there's a number when you sign. Let me take a step back. When a patient signs up for an account on costplusdrugs.com, we will give we enable all the information for them to give to their physician, um, and then the physician just uses the EMR to send right to the information that they provide, whether it's fax, phone, or um, online. Excellent. I mean, that's really easy to use and well, super uh, simple. Yeah. Uh, also good for the patients. I guess what kind of feedback have you gotten from? physicians that have been, you know, pointing patients your guys way of it. Is there, if- you just go on Twitter and just do a search for cost plus drugs. It's insane from patients and physicians. There was one this morning I was looking at and he said, well, finally a, a patient said something nice to me <laughs> <laughs> because I just cut their, the price of their, their drugs down significantly. And, you know, 
Because there, there's two, there's, well, there's many stress points, obviously, as a physician when you're dealing with patients, you know, when you're giving the news and then when you're explaining to them, you know, whatever medications, and then you have to explain what it takes to get to a, those medications, depending on what it is. And it's just natural for anybody, even people with good insurance, to all of a sudden feel a sense of dread when it comes to, you know, having to go pay for those medications. And so, you know, when a doctor's been able to say, okay, you know, let's go to costplusdrugs.com, see if they carry it. And if they do, you know, we'll do it through them. You know, everybody's happy. The price points are just so much lower. And what often happens is it, we're far lower than the co-pays of people that have insurance. And so we, a big part of our business is people with really, really good insurance that maybe they haven't hit their deductibles yet, or maybe their copay is $25, which seems reasonable if the drug is going to be 500 or even $100. But if we're pushing that price down to $6, you know, or $12, and it's lower than your copay, then, you know, it's a no brainer to, to work with us. And that's effectively what's happening every minute of every day now is we're, we're growing. We're, we're already past where we expected to be two years in. That's amazing. And congrats on, on your such your early success. That's amazing. And I, I'll echo, I, I was looking at your Twitter yesterday and there was, I think a patient that said he saved like $900 on his, uh, on his medications. It's just amazing. And I can, I can tell you, you know, the, the first year of my residency was more general medicine. And I worked a lot of it at a County hospital here in Atlanta, uh, Grady hospital, which serves a lot of the underinsured or uninsured patients. And it's not just being able to afford the medications. It's, you know, the health of patients we would see it's unfortunately it's a recurring cycle, as I'm sure you've heard where patients don't, you know, they run out of money. They can't take their meds because they can't afford it. And they keep oh. coming back and getting readmitted and it's just a, and so I, I would imagine with this, if you're not hearing it already, that you're going to see dramatically improved outcomes for, for patients as well. That's a big part of the goal, right? I mean, you know, obviously you've, you've got to get people to take their drugs and you, they've mm -hmm. got to be able to have access to them. And then, you know, we'll also work with clinics and in some cases with some of the um, dish hospitals where, you know, one of the things they'll do is send in the prescription, but the, a clinic or even the hospital sometimes will put in their credit card. So it gets dinged to the a corporate or whatever it may be um, credit card because they understand that that patient will be readmitted if they're not taking their medications. And, you know, the cost of just dealing with the administration for a hospital like Grady, right, where it'll cost them more to, to have to readmit them and the time it'll take to try to get reimbursed for some percentage of, in, of, of that amount, it's cheaper just, you know, particularly now with our costs, it's cheaper just to pay for it for them. And we're starting to see that from clinics and hospitals already. That's amazing. And I'm wondering, are I would imagine a lot of patients with insurance are even probably given these, you know, it's not like you're saving people five or six bucks. Like this is, you know, life-changing money, you know, per month. And so I imagine even patients with insurance are seeing a major benefit from this. Oh yeah, of course. You know, if it's less than your copay, you know, <laughs> you know, that, that says all you need to know. And the other thing we'll do is we'll let you put in a, a, a customer number of pills or whatever it may be. Right. So instead of just ordering one month or three months or um, even six months, we'll let you put in whatever your doctor will prescribe. So if you decide that, okay, the price is so low and Hey, I just got, you know, I have enough money right now. Can we do it for um, a year? You know, we'll do that for you as long as the doctor prescribes it. You know, and, and to give you an example for ED, the, the generic of Cialis, I think on a 90 day, our price per pill is like 18 cents. That's amazing. I mean, that's just yeah. incredible. Yeah. I mean, I'm curious, you know, so 
maybe walk me a little, I think you talked a little bit about it, but how do you guys, you know, obviously you're a for-profit business, which I think is interesting. And I guess maybe even backing up a step, I remember your co-founder, who's also a radiologist, he had talked about that he considered starting it as a nonprofit. And then instead you guys have done it as a for-profit and a public benefit corporation. I guess from your point, vantage point as an investor and an entrepreneur, was that to help scale faster? Was that, is that the advantage that plays over a nonprofit? Yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot of advantages over being a nonprofit, but but in particular, we get to reinvest money, and you're you're under a different microscope, right? You know, I didn't want to be in a position. One of the challenges that all charities have is they're in a very difficult cycle where they're continuously raising money, you know. And yeah, I could provide the money and and get the the um, the tax write off. But this way, I want it to be self-fulfilling, right? I want it to be able to pay for itself so that we can make choices based off of what patients need. And it also allows us to reduce pricing as well, believe it or not. You know, we've already had, you know, 100 plus price cuts. So as our volumes go up and our costs go down, or we bring in new manufacturers who now trust working with us and get our costs down, where, you know, we try to have, you know, price drop Friday every couple of weeks where we reduce pricing. And so being a public benefit corporation just gave us a little bit more flexibility. It also opens doors and who we can work with. So, if, you know, there's limits on affiliated organizations and this and that that may be able to, to help us. And maybe I have an investment in them already or whatever it may be. Um, we're just trying to optimize. That's all. And we're trying, you know, we're also trying to move fast and break things because, you know, we know that we're not going to be the best friend of a lot of the big pharma companies, you know, and and so we've got to be really, really able to be as agile as we possibly can. Gotcha. Yeah, you know, I'm curious, are you seeing any competition or do you foresee any competition from companies such as like Amazon or Walmart that have pharmacies in place, have large distribution, can already offer, you know, obviously not as low prices as you guys have, but, you know, Compared yeah, to what else is out there, yeah. I mean, look, there's GoodRx, there's Walmart, there's you know Kroger's, there's Amazon. They all have different programs, but they all tend to work through the PBM programs, right? So mm -hmm. they could, where they're at, they have to um, prescribe or or fulfill all drugs, right? They need right. to. And the only way, really, when you're just starting to do that, is to work with PBMs. And once you once you work with PBMs, you're in that infrastructure that really puts a lot of constraints on how you can do things. That's why when you look at some of the discount cards, there'll be one price at one pharmacy and then three blocks down, it's three times as much or a third as much. And then three months later, that discount's not even available any longer. You know, and so while those cards are great and anything that gets the price down is great, um, you know, we're consistent and we're transparent. And so, you know, we expect more and more competition, but that's okay. You know, if someone puts me out of business and it's cost plus 10, you know, and as long as they stay with it, hey, more power to them. We, mission accomplished, right? Because the goal is to change the game. And I think, you know, we haven't done it yet and there's a long way to go, but at least, you know, we've stepped on their little toe. And, and there's now, you know, a significant, you know, approaching a million um, patients who are able to, to, um, to save, save money on their medications. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. You know, and I, I've noticed, you know, again, scrolling through your Twitter feed, all the different patients you guys are helping it, you have, and then going through your, your catalog of uh, drugs you offer, you offer, you know, hypertension drugs, cancer drugs, you know, diabetes drugs, all, all types of uh, 
classes and medications. Is that has there been any kind of systematic approach to that, or or is there are there any other meds you're looking to add in the near future? Yeah, we, we want to add them all. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, and actually, with our manufacturing plant that we're building, that'll be open hopefully in um, November. We're doing injectables, so we're we're taking um, generics and injectables because injectables are hard to make, and there's a lot of times there's shortages. And a lot of times the people, the organizations that are in that business know they got the hospitals basically, you know, and, and they, they don't have a lot of flexibility and access or pricing. And so we want to solve that problem. And we've designed it with a lot of robotics in place so that we can, you know, do one round of, you know, one type of injectable, then switch to the next, then the next, then the next, and make, you know, three months worth of inventory and then keep on rotating all the way through. So, you know, we try to, to find solutions. You know, we, we will carry all drugs, but we try to find solutions to equity problems where there are shortages or other issues that are creating scarcity that unfairly jack up, cause the price of these drugs to go up. Gotcha. You know, I'm curious, I know you mentioned on a previous interview you did where you're talking about working on getting insulin, you know, because that, as you know, that diabetes is a major health, public health issue. It's the number one cause of, you know, renal failure, blindness, all these types of, you know, serious comorbidities. I'm wondering how, how's the progress been on, on doing that? You know, I can't make any promises, but, you know, our biggest challenge is going to be if and when we can get it is going to be delivering it in the scale that people will want. And so anybody out there that has patients on insulin, um, I would strongly suggest that they go to costplusdrugs.com and sign up and just, you know, we ask you what drugs you care that um, you want that we don't carry and, you know, I, sign up and tell us which insulin you use and from where, because once, if we can get it, then it's we have, we're going to have to do it on a first come first serve basis. And so, you know, it, because the, it, just delivering insulin is just more complicated because it's refrigerated, obviously. True. And so, you know, it'll still be cost plus 15% um, if we can get it. And the uh, fulfillment price will be higher because it's got to be refrigerated as well, the um, delivery. But we're hoping, again, knock on wood, we can get under that 40, 30 to 5 to $40 price point um, before um, the ancillary costs. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, this is really cool that you're, you know, you're essentially doing in-house production uh, down the road with this new plant. And you said you're focusing on injectables. I'm curious if... Do you plan to get involved in drug development and in, in, on any level? I know that's a very expensive process, but is it no? <laughs> no interest at all. You're not going to see us add telemedicine. There's not going to be any bells and whistles. You're going to have, you know, if you have a patient that's trying to do this on their own and is not computer literate, our customer service is not going to be as great. There's not going to be someone to spend two hours on the phone with them. You know, they'll be able to spend 15 minutes on the phone with them because, you know, we, we made a choice that, you know, no bells and whistles, lean and mean, um, even if there's kind of a pain process for, for some older patients to try to work through this, it beats the alternative. And unfortunately, you know, the only way we can do cost plus 15% is if our fixed and variable costs are as low as we possibly can keep them. And that allows us to keep on adding more drugs and invest in, you know, like I said, if we can get insulin, um, you know, to, to put in everything that we need to, to enable, um, fulfillment there. Gotcha. Gotcha. Have you, have you seen any barriers with physicians being able to offer this through like their practice or the health system they're in? Is, is there any kind of, you know, feedback you've received in that regard? Well, obviously there's, there's some scenarios where physicians will get, you know, um, referral rates and all that kind of stuff. And, and so, you know, there, there's some issues there. 
<clears throat> but you know, physicians tend to know, particularly primary care physicians, tend to know the, circum the insurance circumstances of each of their patients. You know, unless they're in a big practice and they're just going, you know, at that point, it's not really on them. Um, but we have, you know, where they know that the, this is an issue and there's not, you know, a zero copay on insurance, you know, it's always been a positive. But, you know, we, we haven't really run into a, a groundswell of issues where certain, you know, doctors can't prescribe for um, through us. Gotcha. No, that's that's excellent. And, you know, I, wa I wanted to come back for a second. You know, you mentioned your co-founder is, is also a radiologist, a physician um, and, and CEO. And it sounds like he I think you said he, you, he cold emailed you out of the blue. And I'm curious, you know, you must get offered. I, I couldn't even imagine how many business opportunities you get offered. I guess what what about his particular, I guess, pitch or email, if you will, and, and this space made you want to jump on board? Well, I get pitches every day. And typically what <laughs> I do is I'll, I'll read through the first paragraph. And if it's compelling, then I'll read the, the rest of the email. And, you know, when someone comes to me and says, okay, I have an approach that I think will cut the cost of medication significantly, um, then I'm listening. And originally he was a compound pharmacy that was a nonprofit, as you mentioned. And then, you know, I had conversations with him on how we could scale it up and what, you know, how we can market it, how we could keep our costs down, you know, completely contrary to, you know, a typical pharmacy approach. Um, and then we had a meeting, you know, we just kind of mind bonded on that approach and it just, you know, grew from there. And, you know, his skill set is completely different from mine and, and we complement each other very, very well. That's awesome. So it sounds like from your standpoint, you're, you know, obviously business strategy and then, you know, essentially getting the word out, you, you know, using your platform, your large following to, to get the, the word out about cost plus drugs. Is that fair to say? Strategy and marketing and sales and, um, under helping understand the the finance part of it and the return part of it and you know the cash part of it I'm writing the checks so um, it's not cheap <laughs> so, yeah so I mean basically Alex understands all the doctor side of it right all the medical side and he also runs the day to day as the CEO in terms of getting the factory built the dude's smart right he is I mean obviously to be a doctor you have to be but the dude is, is super smart. Um, and so, and he's very anal and organized, which I'm not. And so we know <laughs> each other very, very well. That's awesome. I'm curious, have you worked with a number of physician entrepreneurs before and what, what's kind of been your overall experience with physician them? Entrepreneurs are the, there's two really horrible entrepreneurs to work with, <laughs> inventors and doctors. Inventors, <laughs> they don't want to run a business. They just want to invent. Doctors, because they try to do everything. So, you know, they, they've got it all figured out from A to Z, right? And and so, you know, just because when, when you're that smart, you kind of try to um, have your arms around everything. And so, you know, and, you know, as a, as a physician, in my experience, you know, it, it's, oh, what's the best way to put this? <laughs> you know, there's a lot of guessing involved in being a doctor, but it's all educated guessing, right? Sure. And there's, there's not a lot of, um, things that are written in stone. You know, it's, it's very rare that something's absolute. And more often than not, you just do your best with the knowledge available and information available to you. And business is very analogous to that, right? Where you do your best and people who acquire the most information tend to have an advantage. And so they, because those things are very comparable and the same in a lot of respects, they think, well, I got all this locked down. I'll have the business side locked down too. And it, <laughs> hasn't always worked that way. Some of them were able to figure it out, but more often than not, doctors are good if we can 
designate our roles, right? So that's where my investments with doctors have worked. So you handle that side of it. I'll handle this side of it like I, I have with Alex. And then it tends to work out. Interesting. You know, I, I have a mentor here at, at Emory that, you know, he is involved in device development. He says doctors make good chief medical officers, but not good CEOs and for the most part. And it seems to echo kind of what your experience is. I, I'm curious if there any of the ones that have been successful or, or successful chief executives, is there anything you notice among them or is it more they just kind of had a natural ability for it or? No, it's that they accept what they don't know because the nature of being a doctor and an entrepreneur to a certain extent is you've got to find the answer. Hmm. You've got to find and you've got to know when you can be wrong, right? And with a patient, the consequences obviously can be far worse than, than in a business, but you've got to be confident in conveying that you're confident. Right. And, right. And, and it's not so much a scale issue and business scale is an issue. You know, you're not trying to get as you know, it, it's it's a negative these days. And I've you know, I've got a best friend who does physician consulting and, and counseling. And, you know, we, you guys all know the burnout issue. And so, you know, just trying to scale up and add more and more and more patients isn't a positive for physicians, particularly these days. Whereas, you know, that's the nature of a business. And so, you know, the, the doctors that have done well know what they don't know, know that there's a lot of the business side that's counter to what they've grown up with, if you will. And it's better to, to partner with people who can do those things. Excellent. No, that's great advice. That great, great advice. And I, I think the other thing I'll, I'll comment on as physicians, we're, you know, we're trained to be very risk averse, which, yeah. you know, as you know, all too well, entrepreneurship, you have to take risks. You have to. But, no, but honestly, I'm <laughs> as risk averse as they come. You know, just like of all the, the, range of options you have when you talk to a patient you know you you've got to try to apply a probability to the one that you think has the best outcomes and share the top three and hope you can explain it in a way that allows them to make your patient to make a decision or you know so they trust you to make the decision and business making decision is very similar of all the potential outcomes that that your dollars can find you want to pick the one that has the greatest probability of success and so I'm very risk averse. I try to always do my homework. So the amount of risk that I'm taking is minimal. And I try to play to my strengths. Now, sometimes, like particularly on Shark Tank, I'll wing it because that's a TV show. And, you know, yeah. and if I'm helping somebody and I'm giving them seventy five or one hundred thousand dollars, you know, myself and, you know, the team that I have can help them. And it's not maybe the optimal investment. But, um, yeah, in business, I think, you know, those people who are the most risk adverse are the most successful. But to other people from the outside looking in, it tend, it tend, it looks to be risky. Um, it's just, you know, you just got to do your homework to get that edge. Gotcha. So it's calculated risk versus just yeah. being a total, total yeah. maverick. <laughs> if yeah. you, um, I guess kind of to close things out, you know, I was going through your, your site, Mark Cuban companies, and you've no, you obviously invested in a wide variety of companies and including some health uh, technology companies, in addition to cost plus drugs. Um, I guess there, you know, you had, there's one companies I think that are deal with vertigo and then some telehealth and AI companies, I guess are there, and when it comes to healthcare, are there any companies you like to focus on or that you really get you excited? You know, it really depends on when it happened. Like I've got a company in Cincinnati, Genestesis, that, um, you know, every um, organ in your body emits electrical pulse at some level, right? Mm -hmm. And there's, there's devices that scan it. And what they did, they took computer, um, um, they took um, AI rather, and they take, took the output of that scanner, turned it into a sound file and used AI to be able to determine, you know, with the range of outcomes, what's happening with your heart, 
right? And so that that was very interesting. It's just now getting FDA approval. You know, I've got Ready Set Go, which is a Shark Tank company that is a healthcare company that um, has um, for for new parents with infants formula that allows them to develop um, responses to allergies or preempt allergies, right? So because so many kids now are getting peanut and other types of allergies, you know, so I like I like to do things that can have widespread impact and, and be game changers. But that's all kind of dying down now because all my my money and, and focus now is on, on cost plus drugs. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, Mark, thank you so much for taking time out of your incredibly busy schedule to, to talk with us and tell us more about Mark Cuban cost plus drugs. I guess to close out, where can where can people find it? Is it, you know, the website, social media, yep. such first Go to costplusdrugs.com. And on social media, we're at Cost Plus Drugs on all platforms. You know, try it out. You know, check out our prices. You know, have somebody in your office that whatever you prescribe the most, um, take a look to see if we can save money. And even if someone's got insurance, um, check it out anyways, because chances are we're lower than their copay. And if we don't carry it, please have the patient set up an account and put in um, whatever meds they're taking, because once we add those medications, we'll alert them to let them know and tell them what the pricing is. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, Mark Cuban, thank you again. Really appreciate it. Really appreciate it, Dr. Cooper. Thanks. It was a great interview. Thank you for listening to this episode of the DaVinci Hour podcast presented by DaVinci Academy. Please be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow the podcast on your podcast platform of choice to catch the latest episodes. Please leave a comment or review and share it with a friend. Lastly, you can find all of our podcasts, video courses, and books on our website, dviacademy.com. Thank you for listening.